If you would like to share the reading of God's Word with me and want to look at the scripture that we're going to be taking for our text today, I want to ask you to turn over to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 22, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 1. 2 Samuel chapter 22, and begin reading with that first verse. So I believe with all of my heart this morning that the Spirit of the Lord has brought me to this text, and I feel like He has placed this word that I have been charged to deliver this morning to you. I feel like He has placed it in my spirit, and I feel like it is exactly what He wants us to hear this morning. I want to talk about victorious living, victorious living. 2 Samuel chapter 22, beginning with verse number 1. The scripture says, And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song. In the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. How many of you remember that King Saul was trying to kill David? He got jealous of David. And, and, and Saul had this evil spirit that come upon him and he was trying to take David's life. But David spake the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him out of the hand of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And this is what he said. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. What does that mean? The imagery is the strength of my salvation. He is my high tower. He is my refuge and my savior. He saved me from violence. And then he says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And listen to this. And so shall I be saved from my enemies. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And so shall I be saved from my enemies. I'll ask that you just simply bow your heads for a moment before we begin to preach and let us pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit this morning upon the Word of God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will touch our hearts here this morning. I ask that you would anoint the Word that we have read I pray that you would anoint the messenger. Put your thoughts in my mind, your words in my mouth. In my own ability, I am inadequate to stand before these, your people. But if you will anoint me and if you will bless me with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then you will help me to be a blessing. 
I pray today, Heavenly Father, that you would let the unction of the Holy Spirit fall upon our hearts here as we get prepared to minister the word. I pray that you would in, inspire, divinely inspire what is spoken. I pray that you would use me as an instrument in your hand. I pray that Christ would be glorified, that people would be edified, that captives would be set free, that those who are without a song will be encouraged and find the joy of the Lord in their heart. I pray this morning, Heavenly Father, that everything that is said and everything that is done is done to elevate Jesus and to lift up your people. Amen. We thank you for these things. We pray for these things and we ask them in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus and everyone in agreement said amen. amen. So victorious living. As we begin here this morning, I have no doubt in my mind that all of us would like to be victorious. I have no doubt in my mind that all of us that are here this morning would like to experience and achieve some success and to feel some accomplishment in our walk with God. Amen. I I think if we are candid with ourselves that sometimes we are searching for victory in our lives. Sometimes we are searching for some success in our walk with the Lord. If we are candid with ourselves, if we are honest with ourselves, sometimes we are searching for places of success and we are searching for some victory in our life. Amen. How can we enjoy living successful and what are the keys to spiritual success? Well, let me just tell you right up front this morning what victory or success does not mean. To be walking in victory does not mean that we will never experience trouble or trials or struggles. Walking in victory does not mean that we will never experience heartaches or that we will never experience setbacks. Walking in victory does not mean that we will never have our faith tested, that we will never have our faith tried. Sometimes I think that we have the idea that if we are walking in victory and we are achieving success in our walk with the Lord, then we will never experience trials. We will never experience tribulation. We will never experience temptation, but we will just always be walking on the mountaintop. How many of you know this morning that is not correct? Hmm. As a matter of fact, it's not even Bible. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 16 in verse number 33. He said, in this world, how many of you know we are still in this world? In this world, you shall have tribulation. In this world, you shall have 
tribulation. Job chapter 14, verse number one. He said, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. How many of you know he's describing our life? Acts chapter 14, verse number 22 says that we must continue in faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. If you gave your heart to Christ and intended for everything to be rosy all the time, I got news for you, you have got the wrong idea. Because we are going to experience in this life struggles and we are going to experience circumstances and tribulations and we're going to experience heartaches. The Bible said that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. In other words, we are not exempt from the problems of this life. So we need to understand that scripture makes it clear that in this life we are going to encounter trials. Scripture makes it clear that we are going to experience hardships and there are going to be moments when our faith is tested and our faith is challenged. Amen. And there are moments that we are going to go through the fire. But the scripture also makes it clear that we are destined to be an overcomer. Jesus said in this world you will have tribulation, but that ain't the end of the verse. He said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And if he overcame, then we can overcome in him. Hello? Victorious living means that we have been made more than a conqueror in spite of our trials. Victorious living means that we have been made more than an overcomer in spite of our struggles and in spite of our circumstances. Victorious living means that in spite of the enemy's repeated attempts to overthrow our faith, we remain steadfast and faithful, always abounding in the work of the Lord. There is an old hymn that sings I've anchored in Jesus the storms of life I'll brave I've anchored in Jesus I fear no wind or wave I've anchored in Jesus why Pastor Gary because he has power to save I've anchored in the rock of ages Amen. let me tell you this morning that's where our anchor needs to be Anchored in the rock of ages, uh, victorious living means uh, that the enemy may have knocked us down, uh, but we get right back up on our feet uh, and continue to march forward in the grace and the mercy and in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we just kept right on moving forward for God. Victorious living means that we just simply never give up. David here in our text, the shepherd boy who became a king, he has just experienced a great deliverance in his life. He has just, can you imagine how David must have felt knowing that Saul, the king of Israel, was out to murder him? 
His enemies encompass round about him, and God delivers him and sets him free. Can you imagine how David must have felt? He says here in our text, the Lord is my rock. He meant meaning the Lord is my foundation. He is my rock. He is my fortress and my deliverer. What he is saying is that God is my defense. Amen. Can I tell you something this morning? If you are on the Lord's side and Christ resides in your heart, then God is your defense. Hello? David says, the God of my rock, the God of my foundation. In other words, he is the bedrock thing in which I stand upon. In him will I trust. He's my shield and the strength of my salvation. He is my high tower and my refuge. He is my savior. And he said, I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And when I call upon the name of my God, then so shall I be saved from my enemies. The devil may roar and and circumstances may come against you. But if you call upon the name of the Lord, God has said, I will reach out my hand and uphold you and strengthen you and help you through. David recognized that victories and triumphs do not come through our own strength or our own abilities. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that we're smart. I know we're intelligent. I know that we I know we got it all together. But I'm gonna tell you something. You're gonna come up against some things in life that you don't have the answer for. Hello. Yeah, preacher, I ain't there yet. Well, just trust me. You live long enough, and you will. You'll wind up looking at something that you don't have an answer for. And you don't have the intelligence to work it out and figure it out and manipulate it out and all kinds of things that we try to do. You understand what I'm saying? David recognized that our victories, our triumphs, our accomplishments, they do not come through our abilities. They do not come from our own strengths. But he makes it clear that victory, if you want to walk a victorious life and walk in victorious living, then understand that victories, uh, amen, success and accomplishment does not come through our ability, but it comes through the Lord who is our refuge and who is our high tower and who is our strength and who is our fortress and who is, amen, the one that enables us to do everything that we do David said the Lord is my rock the Lord is my rock Jeremiah tells us that if you are leaning upon the arm of flesh that the arm of flesh will let you down hello the arm of flesh will fail you but David says the Lord is my rock He is my fortress and my high tower, my refuge and my hiding place in a time of trouble. 
Psalms chapter 61 and verse number three, the psalmist says, thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemies. Psalms 27 and verse five said, for in my time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Amen. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me and he will set me upon a rock. Can I tell you this morning that that is our God. You may be going through some troubles uh, and you may be facing some circumstances, uh, but God said, I will hide you uh, in my pavilion uh, and I will be your source uh, of strength uh, and I will encourage you and I will help you. You have no reason this morning to be discouraged God is on your side Psalms 46 and verse 1 said God is our refuge and our strength and I love the last part of this verse a very present help in a time of trouble a very not just a present help but a very present help in a time of trouble. He's saying no matter where you are and what you are going through, God is a very present help. God is a very present shelter. He is a very present refuge. Deuteronomy 33 in verse number 27 said the eternal God, the eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms of God. Proverbs 18 and verse number 10 said, The name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. I came to tell you this morning, uh, amen, you can find safety and refuge, uh, amen, in the arms of your creator because God desires to help in your time of trouble. Amen. You may not be experiencing much victory in your life, but I came to tell you, you can have victory even in the face of adversity and you can have victory even in the face of your trials. If you find yourself being attacked and confronted by the enemy of your soul and if you find yourself being bombarded with temptations and trials, then be of good cheer, be of good courage, take heart this morning because God is the source of our strength. God is the eternal refuge and the creator of this world is our firm foundation upon which we can can stand. Amen. God, our Father, is a strong and mighty tower that we can run into and find shelter and find peace and find calm in the midst of every storm that the enemy throws our way. I want to have you turn with me to Psalms chapter 121. I was just going to read it, quote it, but I want you to see it. You may even want to mark it because I absolutely love this entire psalm. This is what it says, Psalms 121, verse 1. 
Psalms 121, verse 1. The psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help, he said, does not come from positive thinking. My help does not come from the latest self-help book on the shelf at Barnes & Noble. My help comes from the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My help comes from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. Listen to that. He that keeps thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel, or he that keeps the people of God, shall neither sleep nor slumber. Amen. Or slumber. The Lord is thy keeper. And I love this. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. He's that close. Amen. If you're in trouble this morning, you'll have to go looking for him. He's the shade on your right hand. He said, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul, and the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Glory to God. Take it from the psalmist this morning. If you find yourself struggling and looking for some victory in your life, look unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Amen. Quit trying to ask everybody's opinion. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Hello? Amen. Your help don't come from everybody's opinion. Your help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the God of this universe uh, that created the heavens and the earth. Your help this morning, uh, amen, comes from a mighty God who was, who is, uh, and who is to come. Your help comes uh, from the eternal God of heaven. And he's here this morning to strengthen and help you and give you some victorious living in your life. The psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord. So if we are ever going to have some victory, we're going to, amen, if we're ever going to live an overcoming life, we need to recognize that our victory does not come through self-efforts. Our victory does not come through self-effort. But it simply comes from God. It comes from the eternal God that loves us. This past week as I contemplated what God would have me to speak to you this morning, the Lord led me to these verses and gave me four principles that I want to share with you this morning. Four keys or four principles, if you will, for victorious living. If we apply these four keys... I believe that it will give us it will give us an open view of what victorious living really means. So let me share with you these four principles this morning. The first 
principle to walking in victory is that we must come to Jesus and learn that we must rest in him. The first principle for victorious living is learning how to rest in the Lord. Learning how to rest in the Lord. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And then he said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The first principle to walking in victorious living is to find rest in Christ. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You say, Pastor Gary, what does that really mean? Let me, let me give you some historical context. Understand that the crowd that Jesus spoke to there that day were under the law. They were under the law. There are 613 laws in the Torah or the law of Moses or the first five books of your Bible. Not to mention all of the myriad of laws of interpretation that the Pharisees had and laid upon the people. Understand that they were so burdened down and so broken and so regulated with a list of do's and don'ts that they, they, they were just from morning until night striving and trying to keep the law. The first thing that we need to realize this morning, church, if we're going to have some victorious living in our life, uh, the first thing that we need to realize uh, is that we just simply need to rest uh, in the completed work uh, of Jesus Christ uh, and Him alone. If we're going to have some victorious living in our life, then we need to understand that, amen, salvation is a finished work. And now Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And guess where we are? We are in him. He's not just in us, but we are in him. Let that sink in for just a moment. He's not just in us, but we are in him. And where is he? He is seated at the right hand of God. And guess where we are? We are seated with him in heavenly places as well. Here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 6 says that he, God, has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
What am I saying? I'm saying this morning that salvation is a completed work. Rest in that work. Where are you this morning? You are seated in Christ at the right hand of God in Him this morning. Hallelujah. Christ has forever settled the salvation issue. If we have been born again and we have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, then we have been brought into the completed work of the cross. You hear what I'm saying this morning? If we're washed in the blood of the Lamb, if we made the Lord Jesus the Lord of our life, then we need to rest in that work, the finished work of the cross and the finished work of Christ. And when we do, we can find some victory and some rest in Him. Amen. If Christ is the Lord of our life, then he is our rock. He is our firm foundation. He is our deliverer. If we have been washed in the blood of the lamb and we've made the Lord the the Lord of our life, then we can boldly declare to the enemy that God is my shield and that God is my buckler. We can declare to the enemy that comes out against us that God is the strength of my salvation and God is the security of my life. He is my high tower and he is my refuge and I am made victorious because he is victorious. Amen. What does it mean? It means that come hell or high water, come trial or temptation, we can be at peace because we are at rest in him, in his completed work. Not our works. Not our works. Not because we have some ability to keep a list of do's and don'ts. And that doesn't mean that we can live any way we want to. But what I'm saying this morning is that we never did enough to earn it in the first place. And you'll never be able to do enough, amen, to keep it. It was a free gift of God. Salvation was a free gift of God. Rest in that finished work of salvation. Rest in that completed work. And you'll find some victorious living in your life. How many of you know that the Bible says the enemy is the accuser of the brethren? And when, we've, when we don't measure up, who is the first one to tap us on the shoulder and tell us how badly we have blown it? Hello? Yeah, we're like, oh, dear God. Amen. If you have blown it, recognize that. The Bible said that if we confess our sins, he is faithful just to forgive us and to cleanse us. If we do one thing, he does four. He's faithful just to forgive and to cleanse. If you've blown it, admit it and get up and keep walking forward. That's victory. Or or do you just like to have the enemy come around and hammer on the top of your head and tell you what a sorry soul you are? Hello? Hello? Victorious living says, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I committed to him against that day. 
I may have blown it, but I repent and I'm moving on. Amen. Amen. Victorious living comes by understanding our place of rest. Victorious living comes by understanding that we rest in the completed work of Jesus. You didn't earn it in the first place and you can't do enough to keep it. It's not about good works. It is about the free gift of God. The free gift of God. Secondly, the second key to victorious living is learning how to receive all that God has done for us. Romans chapter 8 verse number 32 says, He that spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him or by him also freely give us all things? He's saying that God has freely given us all things. One of the most powerful scriptures concerning all that God has given us is found in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3, this is what it says. According as his divine power hath given unto us, he hath, that's past tense, he hath given unto us. Listen to this. All things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and power. He's saying that God has already given to us everything that we need to live in this life a godly life for the Lord. Amen. What the Spirit of the Lord placed upon my heart to say to you this morning was that if you're waiting for something else to come along, if you're waiting for something else to come along or something else to be given to help you to be an overcomer, you are waiting in vain. It's already been given to you. So how can we walk in victorious living? By receiving what's already been given us. By resting in the completed work of Christ, one, and then by receiving everything that he has already provided. Pastor Gary, how do we receive? The same way that we receive anything from God, by faith. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 says that the just shall live by faith. We receive God from God, we receive from him everything that we need by faith. The price has already been paid. In other words, what I'm saying this morning is it was a setup. He set us up to win. If you're not winning, it's not his fault. Hello? Maybe I should duck to preach that part. But the second step to victory is by receiving all of the benefits that he's purchased for us. What kind of benefits? Psalms 103 verse 5 tells us 1 through 5. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. What are his benefits? He forgives all of our iniquities. 
sins. He heals all of our diseases. He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindnesses and tender mercies. And he satisfies our mouth or our life with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. Victorious living starts by resting in Christ and receiving from Christ all that God's grace has appointed unto us. And the third step to victorious living is learning how to release. Resting, receiving, and releasing everything that he has provided. We must not come to the place. If you want to have some victory in your life this morning, we must not come to the place that we are just a depository. Just taking everything in. But we have to have a way to release what he's given us. I've used this illustration in the past, but it... It works for right here in this service this morning with this message. How many of you know that the Dead Sea is dead because it only has an inlet? There are no outlets. There are There's only one inlet and everything comes into it. It is just as a, a depository. Everything comes in and nothing goes out. Some people are not experiencing victory in their walk with the Lord because they have become just a depository. Just receiving, just receiving, just receiving. If you want to have some life and some victory in your heart, learn how to release what he has given you. Learn how to release. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and verse 8. He said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out the devils. Listen to this. Freely you have received. Freely give. Freely you have taken in. Freely let it out. What are you preaching, Pastor Gary? I'm saying you've received forgiveness. Forgive others. You've received grace from God. Give others some grace. You've received mercy from God. Give others some mercy. Amen. Freely you have received. Freely let it out. Amen. Share your testimony. Share the grace and the mercy of God. Let others know, amen, of the joy that's down in your heart. And let them know why. Amen. Release it and let it go. And when you let it go, it'll come in and flow through you and flow out of you. Hallelujah. Let me give you a biblical example. Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are on their way to the temple. They pass by the gate beautiful and there's a man who is sitting there begging alms. Cripple. Sitting there begging alms. And Peter looked at him and said to him, look on us. And the Bible said that the man looked on them expecting to receive something. And this is what Peter said to him. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, 
such as I have received, that that has been poured into me, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And immediately the Bible said he was healed and he stood to his feet and went leaping and praising God into the temple. What happened? Peter had received the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when he saw the need, he released the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. What I'm telling you this morning is what you have been given release it to others and you'll find some victory in your heart amen release what's been deposited in your spirit release the love of God release forgiveness to those that despitefully use you release the joy of the Lord which is our strength victory comes to those who are releasing the presence and the power of God from their life if we desire to have victory then we must rest in the Lord Receive from the Lord and release what he has given to us. Releasing will bring a freedom. It'll bring a freedom to your spirit that words just can't explain. <sighs> Hallelujah. The fourth thing that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart, resting, releasing, Arresting, receiving, releasing. The fourth thing that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart is if we want to have victorious living in our heart, then we need to learn how to resist. Learn how to resist. A huge part of victory or a huge part of victorious living is learning how to submit to God and how to resist the enemy need to understand that when we say yes to the Lord, the enemy says, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to get him sidetracked. I'm going to do everything I can to wage warfare upon their life. The Bible says, and I preached on this scripture not too long ago, the Bible said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And then the next verse says, whom resist, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Victorious living comes by learning how to resist. Amen. We will experience the attacks of the enemy, but if we learn to resist, we will learn some victory and we will learn how to walk in some victory. How do we resist? How do we resist? The simplest answer that the Lord has ever given me is by submitting unto God, by submitting unto the Lord. I have always said we cannot put the enemy in his place until we are in our place. Here's what the Bible said in James chapter 4, verse 7 and verse 8. It says, submit yourselves unto God. Submit yourselves unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. 
Amen. What, what, what James is telling us is that if we submit ourselves unto God and we resist the enemy, then he will flee from us. But let me just tell you this morning, you can't put the devil in his place until you get in your place. Amen. If you want to put the enemy in his place, you have to be in your place. Submitted unto God. That's our place. Let me close this morning by saying that victorious living comes and it comes easy when we rest in Jesus and in his completed word. Victorious living comes easy when we receive from him all that he has appropriated to us. Victorious living comes easy when we learn the art of releasing the goodness that God has bestowed upon us. And victorious living comes easy when we resist our adversary because he will flee from us. Victorious living is not a product of self-will or human determination. But victory comes to those that are resting, receiving, releasing, and resisting. Victorious living comes when we are in our place Maybe you this morning, victories have seemed few and far between. I pray this morning that we can ask God to help us to apply these simple principles that will help us to walk in victory. Bow your heads, please. Bow your heads, please. Thank you, precious Jesus. Lord, I thank you this morning for the words that you have spoken through us. I thank you this morning for the words this morning, God, that you have allowed us to speak. I pray that you would take the simple message that you've laid upon my heart. And Father, that you would plant it in our hearts and in our spirit. That you would, I pray, Heavenly Father, help us to realize and recognize that victory does not come through our own abilities, but it comes through, it comes through the power of our God. It comes by resting in the completed work of Christ. It comes by receiving everything that he desires to give to us. It comes by releasing it to others. And it comes by resisting our adversary. Father, if we have not been experiencing victory in our lives this morning, I pray that you will speak to our hearts. May this word, I pray God, be planted deep within our spirit and help us to begin to apply the principles that we have been taught this morning. I ask in Jesus' name, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you'd be willing to slip up a hand and say, Pastor Gary, I, I haven't been having any victory in my life lately and now I know why. There's a few principles I need to apply. If that's you, slip up your hand, say, yes, Lord, yes, 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 yes. God sees hands. God sees hands. Anybody else? You'd say, that's me. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet all over the building. There have been hands that have been lifted.
There have been hands that have been lifted. Let me pray with them, and then we will be dismissed after they come and sing. Father, in Jesus' name, you saw every single hand that went upward. Lord, it is an acknowledgement that there are some areas that we need to tend to and some principles that we need to apply. Help them, I pray, this morning. Every hand that was lifted. Help them, I pray, Lord, to find the victory that you so desire to give them. Help them, I pray, this morning. Leave this place changed by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, when the enemy comes in like a flood, let the Spirit of the Lord raise up a standard against the enemy and the adversary. In the days that are ahead, when these principles seem difficult to apply, strengthen them and help them to remember your word and to apply those principles, I pray. In Christ's name I ask. Amen and amen.